March 16th, 2022, in Masechet Sanhedrin, if you count up from when the lines get wide, let's go up about 13 lines or so in the middle of the line, bring us back to this Beraita that we ended the day yesterday discussing. It says the Beraita, Tanur Rabbanan, see it in the middle of the line, Ish, Matamudomar, Ish, Ish, Lerabote Takutim, Shemuzharin al Ha'arayot Ki Yisrael, Pasuk states, Somewhat clearly, ish ish el kol she'er besaro lo tikrebu legalot irva ani adonai. The pasuk states in a uh, sufficient fashion that you're not allowed to be nikrav legalot irva, which means to say, in the context of she'er of family members, there's an isur of uh, illicit wrongful relations. That being the case, says the Beraita, why is it that the word ish is repeated in the pasuk? Ish would have been sufficient. What's Ish? Ish, it's Lerabot Takutim. It's to tell you that non-Jews have the same status. Israel. They too are warned and have prohibitions with regards to Arayot, just like a member of Am Yisrael. Says the Gemara, Veha, this Mehacha Nafka. Is it derived from here? In other words, from this Pasuk of Ish Ish. I thought we learned it earlier, Mehatam Nafka, from Sham. From there it is derived, it's brought forth. The Pasuk says, Lemor, Adam Lemor. And that word Lemor was the Isur of Gidui Arayot for Bnei Noach as one of their seven mitzvot Bnei Noach. The Gidui Arayot. That's the question. Says the Gemara, why do I need two separate ribuyim, two separate pesukim to teach me the identical law of Isur Gidui Arayot by Bnei Noach? Answers the Gemara. You think so? Why? Any person. Again, if if you have it, we'll take yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. In other words, the Gemara's assumption was lemor. Listen, the word lemor, quote unquote, was already a stretch. In other words, that we made a dirasha from that, but the fact that we had a dirasha and we were steadfast yeah, to the fact. The Gemara certainly is not uh, is not able to do so. Says the Gemara, well, that being the case, uh, we'll derive extra laws. I mean, that's that's the answer, ultimately speaking, is we'll derive extra halachot. How so? Says the Gemara, hatam, the first pasuk, that in Parashat Bereshit of Lemor, ba'arayot didhu. Didhu means of them. That's referring to the arayot, the isurim, when they're involved with their own, which means a non-Jew, wrongful relations with another non-Jew. In that circumstance, that's Lemor. Hacha, this pasuk of ish ish, ba'arayot didan. It's with regards to us. Didan means our, our arayot, if they're involved with our people. After all, we can we can deduce this. We can read carefully the end of the words of the Beraita that we began with that Tanur Rabbanan that we began the Gemara with today. It says over there, Ba'al Arayot Yisrael. Well, there's the statement: If they had relations with Yisrael Arayot, someone for argument's sake who's married, Nidon Bedine Yisrael, their judgment is based on our laws. Right, that's the statement, and that's the deduction. You know, the deduction is, ish ish is coming to state if they cross boundaries, not within their camp, but into our camp, 
that's where we say they have punishment and the halakha is ki Yisrael. So I think, what do those words ki Yisrael mean? I'm just to tell me that they're warned not to have wrongful relations with someone in our, uh, in our nation. And that much, to a certain extent, is, is, is understood. If they're not allowed to have wrongful relations in their own, certainly not with us. So the halakha says the Beraita is that they have a din ki Yisrael, just like Yisrael. In what way? So it sounds like in the proceedings. It sounds like the court will judge this circumstance similar to ours. That's what it sounds like, those words. Nidon bidine Yisrael. You have to submit, or we subjugate them to our laws. What's that? And that's what the Gemara is going to ask. The Gemara is going to ask us, if they go with our laws, we're going to end up being more lenient on them. The Gemara is going to say, it's inconceivable. It's inconceivable that they got involved with us. And that's good. Lemahil Chetah says the Gemara, what halacha would that be coming to teach us? Again, for our purposes, the only reason we really mentioned this end of the Beraita was to strengthen our point that that pasuk ish ish is when they have wrongful relations with Israel. But now that we mentioned the Beraita and we made a deduction that it's, they get Dine Israel in this circumstance, one understand what does that mean? Amar of Nachman, Amar of Babaravuha, Lanitzrechal Le'ida, Ve'idim Ve'hatra'a. There it is, right, Judah? In other words, the Halakha says, says Rav Nachman, the name of Rabba Baravuha, is to state all of those, quote, stringencies within the system, which ultimately speaking lead to, call it leniency with regards to killing. The fact that you won't kill as often is the easiest way to say it. The fact that you need Aida, Aidim, and Hatra'a, 23 judges, um, two witnesses, and a warning. Maybe that's what it means, which, 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 which would translate into the following if it's a Benoah, Haba'al Benoah, Begidui Arayot. It's judged without Eda, Edim, and Hatra. If it's a Benoah, Habaal, Yisrael, if it's an Andrew who gets involved in wrongful relations, call it Eshet Yisrael for our purposes right now. In such a circumstance, that Benoah has a whole court proceeding with 23 judges and two witnesses and needed to have had a, a, a hatra'a, a warning. Says the Gemara, that seems inconceivable. Migrat gara? Question mark. Are you telling me that we're diminishing in the severity and in the way that we'll treat the non-Jew because they were involved with Israel? Ultimately speaking, it's a wrongful act. It's worse in our eyes. They got involved with us. Elah. Rather, it has to be that we're dealing with some sort of stringency, something that in their camp, quote-unquote, we would not judge them um, to, to death. And if they got involved with a Yisraelite, a woman who's of this stature, we will judge them to death. What's that? Amar na'ara ham orasa let lehu, let lehu. And says the halakha here of Rabbi Yohanan is, <coughs> he says the circumstance must be when we mention that we give them Dinei Yisrael, when they get involved with Yisrael, it's if they got involved with a Na'arahm Orasa, which means, say, of course, amongst Am Yisrael, we have two significant stages. They might all be affected at the Chupah today, but ultimately speaking, it's two stages. Hareat Mekudesh, at least, the first stage. It's Kiddushin. There are halachic ramifications at that juncture. Once upon a time, more significant than today. The financial circumstances, the financial realities, 
the realities and several other circumstances. And that's what happens if the husband. But there's, there's several circumstances that take effect at that juncture. And then there's Nisuin, which today happens shortly afterwards with the Hupa, with Yehuda afterwards. But that all being the case, that's a reality that you have by Yisrael, by Akum, by Bnei Noach. There's no such thing. There's no such thing as Na'aram or Asad. There's no such thing as if we were to be judging them. And this woman says, well, I was engaged and that fellow had relations with me and we're dealing with two non-Jewish families in a world and land in which we're judging of the B'nai Noah. There's no punishment in such a circumstance. I didn't want you doing it, as Tosafot points out from Esav. It was the wrong act. That was a disgusting thing to do. But ultimately speaking, it's not punishable by death. What if the Ben Noah makes his way into the household of the woman who accepted the ring, who accepted the coin, who accepted the shtab, whatever, however she had her kiddushin, one of the three ways the Mishnah says. Well, that being the case, what's the halakha in such a situation? She's put to death. In that circumstance, and she got involved with us, uh, we have a different law system. You got involved in our system with this woman, she has a different stature for us. Again, you might recall that for us, Na'aram Orasa has higher, has more severity, right? The halakha is the Pasuk says in Sefer Devarim, in what Perek Kaftalid or so, the Pasuk says that she gets put to death by skila, by being stoned, whereas Eshet Ish gets put to death with Hanuk, which will play somewhat of a role in the lines to come. But that's the suggestion here of the Gemara. What's that? I, it's, a, it's a good question. I, I'm not. I'm still not certain. Uh, you know, in other words, uh, uh, I'm saying I, I don't know that the concept never exists. And it was the concept exists for them, but with no real ramifications even today. I'm sorry, the, would you call it adultery? I don't. I'm talking about the they. Would they call it adultery if someone was engaged and and uh, and and had relations with someone else? So there is a concept in the world of adultery, right? You cheated on your husband. Do they call it cheated on your husband even at the stage of engagement? I don't know. I, well, so in other words, that's the... But, but yes, conceptually, it certainly has... No. The non-Jewish man walked into the Jewish home and had relations with an engaged Jewish woman. If it's non-Jew, it's non-Jew, it's nothing. You would have thought that they're not punishable by death. That's again, Tosafot points out the Gemara Bava Batra says, but Isav had relations with Na'aram or Asa. That's the vision of the rabbis on the day of the Bechorah. I thought it was okay. It's still disgusting. It's still terrible. Nobody's saying it's okay. It's just not punishable by death. Punishable by, by death if they got involved with Israel. That's that statement. That's Ish Ish. Says the, says the Gemara Aval, Eshet Ish, Bedina Didhu Dainanlehu. So as the Gemara, what would appear to be, and we're going to challenge this in just a second, is if it's Eshet Ish, so think about that through. It's the non-Jew who enters into the Jewish home, gets involved, has wrongful relations with Eshet Ish, full-fledged marriage. In that circumstance, which we say there's no, we don't give any leniencies with regards to how many judges and witnesses. No, 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 one judge, one witness, no hatra, and so forth. Furthermore, Death penalty will go based on their stuff, not based on ours, right? Eshet Ish Israel will be Henek, Eshet Ish of non-Jews is Saif. 
There's no, that's, that's certainly the way the Gemara says the Gemara is that really so? Vahatanya, doesn't the Beraita not state that? What do you mean the Beraita? What does the Beraita say? So pause for a second, that much we understand. If a non-Jewish man has relations with a Jewish woman who's na'araham orasa, skila. Now we understand, that's ish ish. Al eshet ish, nidon bechenek. But if, if, if the non-Jewish man has relations with the married woman, in such a circumstance, he gets put to death. Behenek. It shouldn't be behenek. It should be besaif. It should be as we understood in Tilna, according to his laws. That's what you just told me. And if you're going to judge him based on, and that's what you just told me, the only exception to the rule of when you go based on our rules are be put to death with saif. Again, nobody's going to be arguing that there's death penalty. Question is the specifics. It's all in the details over here. Amar of Nachman by Itzhak, my eshet ish de katane. When we mentioned in that beraita, the one we just uh, cited, and we said eshet ish gets put to death with chenek kigon shenichnesale chupa velo nivala. Circumstance must be nichnesale chupa, which means to say the marriage, so to speak, began chupa. There was an involvement. However. There was no be'ilah, they didn't actually consummate sexually the, the, the marriage. In that state of being, here's the non-Jewish man who has relations with the Jewish woman. Now the Jewish woman is no longer engaged, she's already moved on, she's nichnesan la but lo niv'ala. I mean, you thought we had in-between stages, a real in-between, so this is twilight zone. She's already been in a room together with the man, let's say, with a man who's going to be, or is her husband, but she hasn't had full-fledged relations. What's the halakha going to be in such a circumstance? So you say, in the context of Yisrael, context of Yisrael, eshedish. Context of Yisrael, she's married woman. When she's married, she, she was secluded with the man, she had what's called chupa, done. Context of Akum of Noach, it's not so. That's what we derive from that Pasuk by Avimelech. The stature and status that we designate to marriage is Be'ulat Ba'al. There had to have been relations. If there wasn't the act of relations, it doesn't have the stature. What's the halakha in such a circumstance where the Bnei Noach, the non-Jewish man, enters into the home of whatever, the, the relationship with this woman who's Yisraelit, didn't consummate marriage to the extent that she's be'ulat ba'al and he has relations with her. How are we going to judge him in such a situation? In his own system, he's off the hook. In our system, well, she's eshetish. In that circumstance, we say chenek. You understand? Over there, we, we bump it up. We say we give a stringency in such a... It, it's not often going to take place. You want to know it, it's that, that's correct. No, no, and, and this is what you were about by yesterday as well, Nathan. No, yes, she's going to have to be judged separately because she's going to have to have the warning. She's going to have to have witnesses. She's going to have to have judges. Over non non Jewish court governed by Jews, you know. But yes, correct. Correct. As it says the Gemara, and this, uh, which is a little funny, but I think, you know, stands to reason in this circumstance. Says the Gemara, who for them, meaning for the non-Jews, let lehu, lehu. Uh, excuse me, let lehu, for them there is no such judgment when she's not be'ulat ba'al. In such a circumstance, we judge them, meaning even the man, based on our judgment, meaning he'll be put to death, even though she wasn't be'ulat ba'al. After all, that's the statement of Rabbi Hanina. That's what I was alluding to just a moment ago. Be'ulat ba'al yesh lahem. 
נכנסה לחופה ולא נבעלה, אין להם the concept of a status change for בני נוח takes place בעולת בעל, only with full consummation. If it's anything less, well then she's not married, she's not אשתיש. For Yisrael, there's אשתיש נכנסה לחופה ולא נבעלה, yeah. Jew to a Jew, Sikila, that's clear. That's Pesukim Parashat Kitesef. Non-Jew as well, Sikila on both ends, that's Ish Ish. Nichnesa lechupav lo niv'ala, Chenek and Chenek. Also from Ish Ish, ostensibly. Then you have full-fledged Eshet Ish. Saif for them, Chenek for us. Correct. I, now keep in mind, that's going to come with a whole slew of any wrongful relations. It's going to be Saif versus Hanuk, but yes. But these two are the ones that we've now been stringent upon them based on our laws. I know it's in general. That's, that's the way this is working. It says the Gemara, I can, I can quote you a Biraita, which supports this notion of Rabbi Yohanan. As Judah just summarized, that Rabbi Yohanan's statement of effectively is the only real change we're making over here with regards to including non-Jews in our business in the ish ish is na'araham or asa, that they didn't have the concept of engagement. They got involved with one of ours, so engagement was a reality. Tanya kavateh der Hanan. I have a beraita that is uh, directly according to Rabbi Yohanan. Kol erva shebetin she Yisrael mimitin alea, benoach muzhara alea. Any erva, any wrongful relations, any relative, which betin shel Yisrael mimitin alea, that if it was a betin shel Yisrael, this was a Yisrael to Yisrael situation, uh, so in such a circumstance, the ben Noach, if they were to be put to death for that, the ben Noach is as well, Muzar, he is warned, she is warned from such relations. En betin shel Yisrael mimitin alea, what if it's a circumstance where en betin shel Yisrael mimitin alea, what, what sort of relation is that? That's all the circumstance in the Torah, which the Torah says is karet. Uh, so the Torah sometimes says death penalty, eshetish, and then sometimes the Torah says karet, uh, sister or something like that. And says, says this Beraita, if it, the circumstance is a mitah, the Torah says death penalty, the Bnei Noah are, are included in such a warning. What if the Torah doesn't say death penalty? It says death uh, by God. It gets cut off. Karet. En ben noach nishar alea divrei Rabbi Meir. That's the statement of Rabbi Meir. That's a significant statement of Rabbi Meir. He's severely diminished in the eyes of, uh, of us. Well, he made clear that the only inclusion with regards to death penalty for Bnei Noach is when we are Nizar, but at the same time he's inclusive. He says they have very similar laws. We're going to spend some time on the statement of Bimeir. Hachamim omrim, harbe arayot yeshe'en betin she'yisrael mimitin alehen, ubenoach muzhar alehen. Says, uh, say the Hachamim, in contrast, they say it's not so. They say there are many arayot which betin she'yisrael would not put to death for, but, uh, but, but b'nei noach, would be put to death for. What, what are the examples? Again, that's what I told you. The examples are any circumstance where our Torah says it's karet, not that penalty of a betin is to put you to death. Uh, irrespective of that, if a benoah uh, commits this, if you're dealing with uh, any relation, Rashi gives examples. Ahoto, your sister, as I mentioned. Ahot Aviv, the sister of your father, Ahotimo, the sister of your mother, and your aunt from either side, Eshetahiv, the wife of your brother, Eshetahi Aviv, the wife of your uncle from your father, Ahotishto, the sister of your, of your wife. In any of those circumstances, the Torah says you get karet. 
What about the Bnei Noach? According to Bimeir, the Halacha in such a circumstances, they don't get put to death. According to Hachamim, even they are Nizhar in that term. But for us, it's Karet. For them, it's more Hamur. That's why you have this Mahdok and Bimeir and Hachamim over here. Okay. That's only within their system, which is their relatives, right? So why are we, really, why are they more, why are we more strict on them than we think that so the Gemara will tease out these two opinions. According to Bimir, we're not more strict on them. It's only according to the Hachamim. Yeah, we have to understand that because it's not exactly the way we envision these matters. We, we a, uh, it's, it's, you know, there's a fine line to be, to, to be crossed over here. On the one hand, we don't want to envision them as being more lenient per se, especially in context of Gerut, and we don't want as well as some sort of vision that we're more sure. So, you know, we'll, we'll give it a, I mean, keep in mind, it's not as if by Yisrael it's not punishable, it's just punishable by Karet, as opposed to, as opposed to death penalty. Okay, give, give it a little, I mean, not today, but the Gemara will get to elucidating those opinions. So anyway, over here, continues, continues the Beraita. Ba'al Arayot Yisrael Nidon Bidine Yisrael. Now here's the key lines, right? Now we're getting into the Biohanan realm, right? Now we're dealing with not they to they or us to us, but rather Ba'al Arayot Yisrael. They had relations with Yisrael. What's the halacha? Nidon Bidine Yisrael. The judgment that they get is Dine Yisrael. And we didn't define that. That's exactly what we want to know. Ba'al Arayot Benoah. Nidon Noah. If they had relations in their domain of Bnei Noah, so then the judgment is Bnei Noah. So far, so good. What's the difference between those two? How many witnesses? How many judges in Hatra? Here's the key line. Ve'anu en lanu ela na'araham orasa bilvad. Says the Beraita, and its concluding line. You want to know the major difference? You want to know what separates Bnei Noah from Yisrael? Na'araham orasa chalas. Oh, that's it. That's exactly what Rabbi Yochanan told us. We were trying to figure out what does this mean? Vinidon kedine bnei Yisrael. What did it mean that his din is of Yisrael? So it can't be that he's more when more lenient with regards to his death penalty. It must be there's a stringency. What's that stringency? Said Rabbi Yochanan, if they had involvement, benaram orasa. The Beraita says it explicitly. Asks the Gemara, but we over the course of our discussion today and yesterday we entered another case. Remember the other case? Nichnisa lechupa velonivala. We said as well, if they got involved with a Yisraelite who hasn't yet consummated sexually her marriage, but has already had the Yehud, that's been the circumstance. Oh, well, we just said a few moments ago, in such a circumstance, what was the halacha? We said that the Benoah Haba Alea gets Henek. Well, that was significant. It means they get put to death. Why isn't that part of the equation? Why don't you say there are two differences with regards to how we treat Bnei Noach? Answers the Gemara, Hai Tana, Tana Dve Menashehu, Da'amar Kol Mita Ha'amura L'Bnei Noach, Eno Ela Chenek Idi Ve'idi Cheneku, says the Gemara, this might be uh, following the opinion of Tana Dve Menasheh. Tana Dve Menasheh, ultimately speaking, states that all the punishments, we saw this 
earlier in the Gemara, all the punishments for Bnei Noach is not Saif, it's rather Henek. So to argue that it's so different, it's not so different. Ultimately speaking, they'd get Henek for this or Henek for that, and Henek in all circumstances. So Nichnesal Lechupavlo Niv'ala is not so different because ultimately speaking, the death penalty would be Henek, which is identical to the general death penalty of Bnei Noach. That's the suggestion here of the Gemara. What is the concept of Nichnesal Lechupavlo Niv'ala? So how do you conceptualize? The, the concept is, in, in the context of Israel, is an involvement that uh, not transcends, but is separate from an actual act. In other words, you can look at this being a circumstance of marriage. It's, it's, uh, it's not fascinating, but it's, it's, a, it's a purifying thought of, of what it means to be involved with Ishut, according to Dine Israel. It is not subjugated to narrow definition of Be'ulat Ba'al, whereas by B'nai Noach, it must mean that you consummated sexually by Israel. Not so fast. Also has a status change. That in and of itself describes something significant. Says the Gemara, but now that I'm dealing with all this, I want to go back to that statement of Rabbi Meir, and it's, we're, not gonna, uh, we're not going to uh, finish the entire question, but we'll begin it at the very least. Says the Gemara, Rabbi Meir. I want to uh, remember what Rabbi Meir's statement over here was for us. Rabbi Meir stated as follows, just a few lines ago, Rabbi Meir said, any matter which Israel is punished in court, based on that relations, B'nai Noach as well, non-Jews as well, are nizah. They are warned for that wrongful uh, relations. That was the statement. It seems pretty clear and clean in terms of how we're going to determine what is gilui arayot. What is wrongful relations? Says Rabbi Meir, look at Yisrael. What's in Yisrael? What do you get death penalty for? You have a list of them. Submit that list to the court and let's check if this Ben Noach was involved in such an act as well. That that was the statement, says the Gemara. And he was, if he was, death penalty, saif, hainek, whatever it is. Says the Gemara, but it's not so, not so clear. Because when we deal with, and we're going to read it right now, when we deal with B'nai Noach, they have, albeit nuance, but they have different halachot. They appear to have situations in which we don't necessarily judge them in the same way with regards to relations. When we talk about relations, in Yisrael we say whether you're related from your father or from your mother. It's your sister only from your father, it's your sister only from your mother. Death penalty, panic, terrible thing to do and so forth. In Bnei Noach, we're about to read, it, it's just not so. In Bnei Noach, for one reason or another, did I show from Pesukim, the real relation, not identity, the real relation will be defined by mother. That will be the true relation which makes a lot of sense. In other words, there it's seen as more biologically binding with regards to you came out of the same womb. You were birthed by the same person, so to speak. That being the bloodline of relatives, that's by B'nai Noach. If it's to... It's more lenient, which will be hard to understand initially, but that will be the reality, which means to say we're about to challenge Rabbi Meir on his statement. Rabbi Meir said, if you get put to death in the Beit Din Shal Yisrael, well, then you have a warning and you're put to death as well by Beit Din of Bnei Noach. If you're a Bnei Noach individual, well, it's not really so. We know there are differences. Says the Gemara Vesavar, is it really so Rabbi Meir? Did Rabbi Meir really maintain Is that really so? That any matter in which Betin Shal Yisrael puts to death, and in turn punished by death for Vahatanya, and here's the long Beraita which we're going to cite, so let's, let's, uh, let's delve into it. Ger, 
שהייתה הוראתו שלא בקדושה ולידתו בקדושה. הייתה איזנט straight forward, it gets to the law in a roundabout fashion. Circumstances as follows, it's called horata shelo biktusha veledata biktusha, which is the following circumstance. A woman is impregnated, a woman has a child who she's pregnant with and she's not Jewish. She wasn't Jewish at the time of uh, conception, she's not Jewish during the time of, of, uh, of pregnancy. However, while pregnant, she's mitgayeret, uh, she converts. That's what we call horata shelo biktusha. She was non-Jewish when she was nitabdera, when she became pregnant. What's that? All non-Jews, all non-Jews involvement, yeah. But now she converts while she's pregnant with this baby. So it means the baby comes out to a Jewish mother. So what? So in such a circumstance, the question is, what's the status of the whole system? Now, generally speaking, when we talk about gerut, when we talk about conversion, the halakha is gemara masechet yivamot and daf kafbet, the halakha is ger shenit gayer kikatan shenolad which means to say, if a, chai, if a person converts with regards to relatives, they're now considered as if they're a newborn baby on an island. They have no relations any longer. No? But that was my mother. Halachically speaking, it's no longer your mother, nor your father, and so forth, which of course is what we give them in Am Yisrael. We give them a new father's name. We don't, we don't refer uh, altogether different identity and reality. Who is your father? What, what are we going to Okay, that's an important question to address in the halachic realm, but that's the halacha. Now, this situation is the baby is born to this mother uh, during that in-between stage of conversion. What's the halacha in such a, such a circumstance? Yesh lo she'er ha'em ve'en lo she'er ha'av. That's a very interesting thing. Says, says the Biraita, the halacha is this baby, lechumram, I'll explain that word in a second, is forbidden to relatives from his mother's side or her mother's side, but not from the father's side. Well, wait a second, you told me the baby is a convert. The baby was converted, the baby was conceived to a non Jew. There's a conversion on the baby, on the mother, so to speak, and as a result, the baby has no relatives. Technically speaking, according to the laws of Torah, it is indeed so. The baby can come out and have relations with anyone. However, the rabbis say, not so fast. That, that's the statement over here. Midr Banan, we say the baby will maintain a stature as if it was a non Jew. What do I mean if, as if it was a non-Jew? And here's the critical line. A non-Jew, we're, about, we're, we're now understanding, has prohibitions to relatives from mother, not relatives from father. Well, that being the case, this is going to be the stature of the baby, but I thought the baby's fully permitted. It looks wrong. We look at this baby, we say, I know that baby was conceived as a non-Jew. Now, because it became Jewish, it has some sort of leniency, it gets very confusing, we don't understand those halachot. Say so the rabbis treat it almost as if it's a non-Jew. So again, if there's a circumstance of ger that means relatives, relations with regards to wrongful relations, ha'em, from the mother of can you make this a little bit more practical for me, Beraita? Nasa ahotominaim. What if this baby comes out and then gets a little bit older and gets married to his sister from his mother? You'll see. Say the rabbis, wrong. Divorce her. Why divorce her? She's not, I'm not actually related to her. 
I had a conversion. The answer is midrabanan. When you, if you would have been born as a non-Jew, you would have been permitted, prohibited. Min ha'av. What if it's your sister from your father? Yekayem. That's permitted. Now already we're beginning to realize things are not the same. Rabbi Meir's statement earlier. Rabbi Meir's statement was in any circumstance where betin shel Yisrael will treat this circumstance as this situation as death penalty as gilui arayot. Well, ben not so fast. Quickly emerging is it's not so. What if it's your father's sister from their mother? Your grandmother shared by your father and your, uh, and, and your aunt. In such a circumstance, prohibited. That is a maternal line. You'll see. What do I mean by maternal line? Well, ultimately speaking, it's the, mo- it's the mother which binds them. What about min ha'av? What about it's your grandfather, which technically speaking binds these two relatives, your father and your aunt. Yekayim, in such a circumstance, we say, for a non-Jew, and in turn, but this circumstance of conversion, there's no problem of relations. Ahot ha'em min ha'em. What if it's your, your aunt from your mother, from her mother, from your grandmother? Of course, Yotzi. Achot min ha'av. What if it's, and this is the most tricky, on the one hand, it's your mother's sister. On the other hand, it's her sister from, what's binding them? Only their father. In such a circumstance, Mahlok, Rabbi Meir Omer, Yotzi, Chachomim Omrim, Yekayem. Shayar Rabbi Meir Omer, Kol Erva Shehi Mishum She'er, Im Yotzi Mishum She'er, Excuse me, Kol Erva Shehi Mishum She'er, Em, Yotzi Mishum She'er Ha'av, Yekayem. Because Rabbi Meir, after all, stated very clearly, the halacha is that if there's any relation from the bloodline of the mother, you have to be Motzi, there's a problem. Now, most important and significant for us, and we'll continue with this tomorrow, is what, what emerges over here in this Beraita, and it's Rabbi Meir's opinion himself, <coughs> is that it's not identical. There is no identical laws with regards to B'nai Noah and Yisrael. Rabbi Meir's statement was, if Yisrael would put to death for this, so certainly B'nai Noah are prohibited, not so fast. All of a sudden it's emerging, it's not simple at all. We're now understanding that the halakha is determined for B'nai Noah based on the bloodline of the mother as opposed to the father. Of course, it's a little counterintuitive. We always assume that we go based on the mother, maybe they go based on the father. No, but in terms of relatives, according to our dinim, it's based on the mother specifically for them. That'll be the contradiction which the Gemara will quickly resolve tomorrow. Baruch Adonai Amen